You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 73 with Nathan Hirsch. And I was going to say from free up, but uh, breaking news, Nathan's actually just sold uh, this business. Nathan, thank you for joining the show. Thanks for having me. You are my first podcast post-sale. I took all the podcasts I've scheduled for the past two weeks and rescheduled all them, and you're, you're the first one that, that I'm taking back. So there you I'm go. excited so, to be here. <laughs> breaking breaking news. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's really cool. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Free Up, Free Up with three E's, that is, uh, was a, I guess you'd call it like a VA service or like a way to hire team members, right? No, I mean, we were a marketplace, a competitor to yeah. Upwork and Fiverr. I mean, we still are. The new people we sold it to are awesome. They're, we we didn't sell it to them to break it down and destroy it. We sold it to them to scale it and make it even better than, than I possibly could. And mm. I mean, the way it works is we get thousands of applicants every week, virtual assistants, freelancers, agencies from all around the world, vet them, top 1% get on the platform. They get it made available to you quickly whenever you need them. You just put in a request and, and we fill it. And on the back end, 24-7 support in case you have even the smallest issue and a no turnover guarantee. If someone quits for any reason, we cover replacement costs, get you a new person right away. And mm. I have nothing but good things to say about FreeUp. If you're looking to hire, definitely check them out. It's it's awesome too because like now there's no ulterior motive for you because you're just like, <laughs> it's not even mine anymore. <laughs> we can just talk about FreeUp. I keep saying we, but I, I feel like I'm still helping them and, and in that transitioning period and, and I'll be consulting with them afterwards too. And I mean, I, I love the internal team there. I mean, there, there are parts that, that I'm going to miss, but they're like the, working with the internal team. There's obviously parts I probably won't miss too, but I mean, I, I'm rooting for them. I want the internal team to be successful. And well, one of the coolest things is, is we were able to give hundreds of thousands of dollars of the sale to our internal team in the Philippines to really help them and hopefully change their life. And I, I really want free up to continue. I want, I want it to be a win-win for, for everyone involved. That's awesome, man. That's a good way to think. So I can, I can imagine how relieved you are right now. Cause I've been through the business sale thing before. And in fact, we're like sort of talking to people now, um, not about anything anyone listening to this show uh, knows about, <laughs> but it's like a secret old business. But uh, um, I know the relief when that, that thing finally goes through. So you must be on cloud nine right now. Yeah. I mean, as you know, you, you kind of never really know that it's going to happen until it actually happens. And, and we took the mentality that we're going to act like we're not selling it until it actually happens. So we went full speed ahead. Connor and I were working 40, 50, 60 hour weeks. We were going all in, doing all, finishing all the projects that we wanted to be finishing. And I mean, the last thing we wanted to happen was the deal to fall through and we let the business slide. Yeah. And, and then, then we're just in a terrible position. So we did a pretty good job on that. But even until the last day, we're, we're, we just had Thanksgiving when we we're recording it. So about a week before Thanksgiving, we're, we're still waiting. We had thought that we might have a deal done weeks ago. And I had my business partner, Connor, I texted him. I said, hey, why don't you just fly here? He's in Denver. I'm in Orlando. It's not like you're going to stay here through Thanksgiving anyway. So whether you come here in three days or you come here now, like the difference between seven and 10 days being here isn't that big of a deal. 
So we ended up flying here for one day. We just went the entire day back and forth with lawyers, back and forth with them. And then finally at like 9 p.m., we they, they said, hey, we have an agreement. Like drive to us. We'll sign it tomorrow. They're like an hour for me in, in Tampa. I'm in Orlando. And so until that actually happened and we got there and we signed it, we didn't actually know that, that it was happening. So <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a relief. Yeah, nice. I, th- I think for me, the relief didn't actually hit until the money was in our account. Like even when all the stuff was signed, it's like in escrow. I'm like, I still don't believe this. <laughs> Same. I mean, we said that, hey, we're not telling anyone until the money's in our account. Yep. Because again, the last thing we want to happen is, hey, everyone, we're selling the business and then it just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. So, I mean, we could go, we could go in any direction with this now. I think though, the most helpful thing for agencies listening to this podcast is like hiring, right? Because hiring is legitimately just a massive pain in the ass. Like, I don't think I've spoken to anyone that's like, hiring's easy. This is how you do it. And like, you know, there's ways to make it easier and make it better, but I don't think it's ever been like an easy process uh, for anyone that I've I've met. So like, I did a little bit of stalking uh, on you before the episode. It looks like you used to have an e-commerce business uh, that's Ran, I assume you hired a lot of people for that and then and then used your skills learned in that uh, to create FreeUp. Is that kind of how it worked? Yeah. I mean, I was young. I was 2021. 20, I was selling on Amazon. No one really knew what Amazon was. I, I kind of had the mentality at first that I could do it all myself. And I quickly realized that that was a disaster and that was only <laughs> scalable so far. And I ended up hiring, one of my first hires ended up being my business partner, Connor. It was an amazing hire. I didn't even interview him. I was super lucky. And We've been working together for 10 years and I hope mm. to continue working with them on future businesses. But I made a lot of bad hires too. I mean, I, I hired college kids who were smoking weed and drinking on the job and didn't care about me. <laughs> I, I went to the remote hiring world and I didn't even know where the Philippines was on a map. And here I am hiring VAs and they I couldn't communicate with them at a high level. So I've made every good and bad hiring decision that, that you can imagine. And it took a good five years for me to create a a hiring process. And once I feel like I, and I'll say the word perfect, but no one really perfects their hiring (laughs) process, but I I was really confident that when someone came out the other end, they were going to be a good fit. I took that process and created the free app marketplace based on that process. And we would put applicants through it, whether they were an agency, a VA, a freelancer, and um, it all came through that. So I think the biggest thing is you got to start building a process for everything in your business. And hiring is no different. You You need a process for interviewing and, and finding people. You need a process for onboarding them. You need a process for dealing with issues. You need a process for, for firing people. When I fired someone from the internal team a, a few months ago, I had a process ABCD. This is what we do every time we fire someone. And you really got to focus on those processes and making them better and better over time. When when something happens that, are, that someone gets through your interview process and they're a bad fit, you got to reevaluate that. Hey, what new questions can we add? How can we make sure that same type of person doesn't get through? And, and same mm. thing for all parts of it. So how do you balance the fact that like, like processes are great, right? But then on the other side of things, there's another school of thought. It's like not treating your staff like uh, machines in a way, you know, like having some level of autonomy where they can like deviate from processes? Like how do you balance that? 
Yeah, I'm I'm 100 about that, and I mean, I I try to find people that that love processes, that understand that processes mm-hmm. are good. So I'll take customer service reps for example, Jane and Layden, who are the team leaders and customer service at FreeUp. They should be there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Reach out to them. Um, but they they love processes. When when a new situation comes in, and it might be some crazy situation that you just can't prepare for. Maybe I've never even seen that situation before, and. We, we not only respond to it and handle it to the best of our ability, but we came up with a canned response and, and a process for when that situation comes up. And then they, they have 14 customer service reps underneath them. So we share it with all of them. Hey guys, here's a, a weird thing that happened today. Here's a new process for that. And they understand that that makes their job easier. But I agree. It's not all about, hey, this type of email came in, grab the canned response, copy and paste. If you do that, you're not going to have a very good customer service team. No. <laughs> so you have to have a very good, a good element of, of taking the canned response as a baseline, but customizing it and actually teaching any person that you work with to think and, and actually gather all information before you start to solve a problem and think of different options and add in the stuff at the beginning and the end of the email, what I call the fluff to actually make the email make sense for the situation and, and show that you're a human being and, and not a robot. And that goes for other things like, like bookkeeping or um, we have a recruitment team, obviously, for free up. So, I mean, for everything, yes, there's a process, but you want to put team leaders in place that can make decisions and, like you said, deviate from it and, and, and make intelligent decisions. You don't want to be able to leave for 24 hours and come back and someone created a bigger mess than, than what already happened. You have to trust in people to make those decisions that they'll actually end well. And, yeah, every once in a while you'll correct things. You'll be like, hey, next time we might want to think of X, Y, Z but you're constantly progressing them and getting them better and better at thinking without you. Yeah. Is that, as a lot of that come down to the people you hire, like attitude and that sort of thing? Definitely. I mean, we vet for skill. I keep saying we, but I, I'll, <laughs> for, for, for the sake of it, I'll keep saying it, but vet for skill, attitude, and communication. So for skill, we look for people who, they don't, they don't have to be a 10 out of 10. They can be a three out of 10 or a five out of 10. What we care about is they're honest about what they can and cannot do and they're priced accordingly. That's what you care about at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. For attitude, we want similar-minded people. If you talk to anyone on the free up internal team right now, you're going to be like, wow, these are all very similar people. They talk in the same way. They're the same values. <laughs> they, they treat people the same way. Um, and so we want people who are passionate about what they do. Our customer service reps love customer service. The accounting team, they love doing accounting. They could do it 10 hours a day. They're not just in it for the paycheck. Um, you want people who don't get aggressive when things don't go their way because this is business. I mean, you, you got to have, you got to be able to have difficult decisions. I mean, telling all these people that, that love us and we love them, that we sold free up, none of them blew up at us. None of them said, F you, Nate, how could you ever do that to me? <laughs> They're all, they, they get it. They, they understand it's a business and that you have to make tough decisions and they don't take it personally and they trust you and they, they know that you have their back. And we all know this from the agency world that not all clients are rainbows and butterflies, right? So the, the second a difficult client comes in, if your guy is getting angrier and the client's getting angrier and they escalate something even more escalated than it already was, that's not good for anyone either. So attitude important. And, and then communication. I mean, communication is the, the key to everything because if you, if you have a great attitude and a great skill set, but I can't communicate with that VA or that freelancer or that agency, not much good is going to come out of that. It doesn't really matter. So being able to get on the same page with someone quickly and not go in circles, um, someone who can actually 
communicate when they have a personal issue or emergency issue or whatever it mm. is and, and not just disappear. Like communication it, it is a big part of the free out platform. And that's one of the things that, that I'm very proud of is how strong the communication is from top to bottom. So when you get that trifecta of skill, attitude, and communication, that's when you get a really good hire. Nice. So how do you uh, quantify their like attitude and personality? You said everyone's kind of like the same kind of person. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are into like personality profiling. You doing any of that kind of stuff? I'm not a big fan of personality personality yeah. profile. The only reason that I'm not, and this this is probably not true for everyone. So I had a lot of jobs that I, I not a lot of jobs. I never had a real job out of co- after college, but my parents always made me work from when I was 16 to 20 to when I started my own business. And I went through like three, four, five jobs there, and they made me take personality tests. It was a little different back then, but <laughs> I, I I remember I just BS all of them. Like yeah. I just put in exactly what I thought they wanted to hear, and I. I got the job and, and that was that. So, <laughs> so to me, like, I, I have no idea how accurate they are. And, and there are a mm. lot better entrepreneurs than me that are administering them and having a lot of success with them. And, and that's great. Um, but I mean, for me, we, we kind of came up with our own process for skill where we have skill tests we put them through. If they're an Amazon expert, we have Amazon questions. If they're a developer, they have a developer, developer question. It's actually a test that we put them through. For attitude, we like to challenge people a little bit, let them feel uncomfortable. I mean, some of the some of the best thing I shouldn't say best, but some of the funniest things is when someone gets rejected and and they would fire off this like angry email at me, like, how dare you have someone in the Philippines interview me and how dare you reject me? I'm so talented. I sent an email to my team being like, Good job. Like we do not want that person on our platform <laughs> talking, talking to our clients. And then, I mean, for communication, a lot of that is in the interview. We do a lot of Skype messages um, back and forth where we can see, hey, how quickly is someone responding? How quickly are they actually understanding what, what we're saying? Are they answering the questions directly? I mean, a lot of that is all built into that process. And all I right. encourage people to, if you go to the Outsourcing Masters Facebook group, we have interview questions that, that you can grab from there and make your own and tweak them over time. Wow, that's awesome. I will uh, link that up in the show notes, Outsourcing Masters on Facebook. Um, I think I need to join that as well because, um, I mean, creating a, a good process for hiring is definitely something. Like, I, I've done it in the past for certain roles. I guess you guys have just expanded that library of different processes and different roles over time. So, like you said, there's developers, there was like Amazon supporters and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, FreeUp has has over 100 skill sets and, and I right. also like to to divide it up between the, the followers, the doers, and the experts. So the followers, five to 10 bucks an hour, non-US, they have years of experience because FreeUp's not a marketplace for newbies, but they're there to follow your systems, your processes. Mm. If you don't have systems and processes, you shouldn't hire those people and say, hey, go run my Facebook ads. I don't know how to run Facebook ads. That's not <laughs> going to work out for you. Yeah. Then, then you got the doers, the graphic designers, the bookkeepers, the writers, you're not teaching a graphic designer how to be a graphic designer, but they're not consulting with you either. They're doers. And then you got the experts, the high-level freelancers, consultants, agencies that can execute a high-level game plan. They can bring their own systems, their own process to the table. They can consult. They can audit. And what you have to figure out is, are you someone that's stuck in the day-to-day operations of your business and you need to figure out how you get hours back and you need to hire those followers? You have all these projects building up, you need a logo, you need a website, you're behind on your books and you can hire those doers to come in and crank those out. Or are you doing something outside of your core competency? You could spend the next 
three, six months learning how to be a Facebook ad expert, but is that really a good use of your time? And you can't really do that for every single part of your business. At some point, you got to hire experts to come in and mm. do what they're an expert at. So figuring out what you need in terms of the skill set is only part of the part of the battle. You also have to figure out if you need the followers, the doers, or the experts. That is a really good way of looking at it because, yeah, there's definitely some roles that you know, oh, just thinking about all the different roles we hire for that fit into one of these, you know, and I'm, I'm about to embark on hiring a bunch of different experts, um, like more on the agency side of things, I think. Um, and we've, we've done one already. We've got a UX guy and product manager on board. Uh, and it's just been so good to have someone of that sort of skill set. Um, you know, obviously you have to pay a bit more for them, um, but it's, it's worth it. So an agency that is just getting into this, uh, like maybe they've got a couple of freelancers or maybe even not, do you think like, where's the best place to start? Is it to start creating processes and then get the followers in? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I always hate this question, although I get asked it like a million yeah. times because every business is in a different spot and I'm not a business coach mm. and, and it's impossible. Even if I talk to someone for an hour, I probably don't know what's best for, for their business. They know the business better than me. I, I like to grab like the lowest hanging fruit, like whatever that is. If, if you're one good Facebook ad away from getting more revenue that you can invest in your business, maybe that's the right move. If, if you can't, if you're not, if you don't have a website, then you probably need to start off with a website. Mm -hmm. If you're doing five, if you're doing data entry, five out of the 10 hours that you work every day, you probably need to get out of that as soon as possible. So you can focus on the, the sales, the expansion, the marketing. And yeah. I advise you to create a list of everything you do on a, day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. And from there, you can divide it up and you can organize it by things you hate doing the most because what's, yes. what's the point of being an entrepreneur if you're doing things you hate all day? You could do mm -hmm. it by cheapest value. Hey, this is a $5 an hour task. This is a $3 an hour task. Um, you could do it by things you're just not good at. Like a lot of entrepreneurs aren't good at bookkeeping. Maybe eliminate that first. So mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of different ways to go about that. And then the flip side is creating a list of of what you're not good at. And this is great if you have a business partner because if you picked a good business partner, you complement each other very well. Yeah. You're good at some things, you're, you're bad at others, he's good at the things you're bad at, and that's great, you can kind of divide and conquer. But a lot of times when you build that list, you'll say, okay, the two of us together still don't have these skills and we need to go out and find experts that have these that maybe we don't give them equity, but we need to hire them and have them be a part of this team to scale and go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know anywhere where like a list of skills like that would like, do you have any sort of templates on that sort of thing? Uh, yeah. If you go to freeup.com slash skills, there's a ton there that you can <laughs> awesome. go through and grab. That's awesome. Um, just a way that I've sort of worked out where my time's going and, and, you know, like you said, track a list of all the stuff you're doing uh, over a month or whatever. Like I go through these phases of just recording my time for like two to two to four weeks. And then I can go back and just have a look and be like, this is how long went on the podcast. And this is how long I went spent writing copy for stuff, um, you know, or like building websites. And I feel like with agencies, especially in the early days when there's only a couple of people uh, involved, it's almost always like building the websites and doing the design that's taking all the time. And that's why, I don't, if this is helpful for people listening that are in those early stages, my first two hires were developers because that's where all my time was going. And then the third hire was a project manager that um, sort of routed the incoming requests and uh, from clients and managed those two developers. And that actually worked really, really well for our agency. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many different hiring strategies and I hate to be like, Hey, this is, 
like this way works for everything. Like oh, there, yeah. there is a certain amount of trial and error that, that gets involved that, that I encourage you to, to play around with. I mean, for me, that's kind of the fun part about building a team that you can experiment with different things and double down on what's working and, and pull back with what's not. Yeah. And it's funny you say trial and error. Cause when you were talking before you said your, it was one of your first hires, you got really lucky with Connor, I think uh, became your business partner. I feel like every really good hire I've had has been some level of just like insane luck, right? Like it always feels like, yeah, we've got our processes, but like, and that kind of increases our success rate. But to some level, there's always like a degree of luck involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll give you a, a pretty good example. I, uh, so Connor and I, we're, we're complimenting each other very well. One thing that neither of us have one skill is bookkeeping where that's just not our thing. Could mm-hmm. we force ourselves to do it and not go to jail? Probably, but it's not a good <laughs> use of our time. And we said from free up, listen, there's a, there's a lot of billing going on. We got to charge clients every week, every day. We got to um, pay freelancers. If freelancers don't get paid on time or correctly, they're not going to be happy with us. We got to get a rock solid person here. And we went through four different bookkeepers that all had tons of experience and big resumes and we fired all of them. And, mm. and then Chiki Ann, who great, great friend of mine, she's in the Philippines. She runs a success team at free up. She said, Hey, check out this person, Marius. And I looked at Marius and he looks like he's 14 years old. And <laughs> I was like, who is this child? Am I really going to put this child in front of my, like all of our books and to just manage everything? And he was probably the, the second or third best hire after Chiki Ann that I've ever made it in my entire life. And he's wow. been crushing the books for free up for the past four years. He got a large amount from the sell up and I hope he stays with free up going forward. If not, I'll hire him back in a second. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. So I think, I guess the message there is that sometimes you just got to dive in and, and just try things, right? Like a lot of people hold off from hiring for too long, I think. And it's like, sometimes you'll get it wrong and you've just got to deal with it and, and move on and try someone else. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Hey, as a, as a bit of a tech nerd, um, I was interested before you were talking about all your uh, processes um, and you're creating new processes for things. Where do you store all of that? <laughs> Google Docs. Not, oh, yeah? not very tech nerdy, but that's really what we did. Maybe nice. the new owners will come in and, and make it more sophisticated than that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's where our, our processes are right now as well. And I'm just like, I'm looking at Notion and I'm looking at like all these other products being like, I, I feel like I want a better system. But I mean, if you guys can run free up on Google Docs, that says a lot. Yeah, I mean, we, we use Google Docs as much as possible. I'm not a big fan of, of third-party stuff. One thing I learned from the Amazon business is it does about 80% of what you want and you can never get it to do that last 20. Um, and for certain things, it makes sense. Like for Trello, I'm not going to build my own Trello. For Skype, I'm not going to build my own Skype. But if you can use a free tool, I usually gravitate towards that until I can eventually build it into, in FreeUp's case, our software platform so we can take it off Google Docs and, and put it there. Yeah, yeah nice. Well, I mean, I think that's been pretty helpful. Um, we've covered all the things I wanted to uh, <laughs> I wanted to start uh, talking about. I do have one, actually, one more question. Like, and this is probably going to be super open ended, but when is the right time? Do you think to start hiring for your business? Yeah, what what I like to do is look at how much money I actually made the past month, and then figure out how aggressive I actually want to be. If I want to be super aggressive, I want to go all in to build this empire. Maybe it's forty to sixty percent of your profit you're putting into hiring. If you're more conservative, I tend to be a little bit more conservative, probably in that twenty to thirty range, and it can be higher or lower. But pick a percentage, and then. Be like, all right, I have X amount of money to play with. What actually makes sense between the followers, the doers, and the experts? I mean, 
If you don't have a very big budget, you might not be able to hire a follower that's more ongoing. Maybe you have to stick to, to project-based and you can hire someone to do a one-time thing, a website, a logo, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you have a bigger budget. You're like, hey, I need a market agency that I can pay three grand a month and they can just take care of that for me. So figure out what that number is and then whether you need the follower, the doer, the expert. And that's going to make that picture a lot clearer of when the right time to hire is and what you actually need. Yeah. And I think that you touched on a really important thing there with like a project based thing or because I've traditionally thought of hiring as like full time. And sometimes that is really hard to swallow. Uh, You know, if you're thinking about, you know, you've got to hire someone, it's like, well, I got to pay them this much every month. But recently I was introduced to the concept of like a fractional CMO or something like a, a marketing manager that actually works as like a consultant or freelancer for multiple companies. Um, you know, fractional operations officer and stuff like that. And like, I'm really into that idea. Um, so that's something I'm going to be looking at shortly. I mean, our guy, the new guy we hired, is pretty much a fractional COO. That's where he came from. Um, and it's already been an amazing hire. So, man, um, what's next for you now that free ups are <laughs> down? <laughs> yeah, I was joking with you before. I, I have a few things I'm thinking of. I might launch a course to help people um, hire VAs. Definitely want to get into some real estate. I, I might start another business. I, I might wake <laughs> up in a week and say, I don't want to do any of those things and, and do something else. So um, I, I, I don't know yet. I mean, we're, we're right around the holidays. So I, I just kind of had a, a nice break there. I actually have more family coming. Um, that's going to be staying with me for a little while. So right now I'm kind of reading uh, reading about real estate and networking and continuing to, to just interact with my community and who knows what's going to happen. That's awesome. So if, if we have to pick somewhere to send people that are listening to this, is it, uh, is it the Facebook group? Yeah. So that's actually free up. So definitely check out free up. Highly recommend them. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. They're going to take great care of you. Um, you. You can go to the outsourcing masters group. That's a great group to join. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram, the real Nate Hirsch, um, LinkedIn as well. Um, and say any social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know what I have next, but uh, I'll <laughs> post it. That sounds like an awesome spot to be. And of course, we'll link up uh, the group and free up and uh, Nathan's social profiles in the show notes. So uh, head over to agencyhighway.com slash 73 to get all of that. Nathan, thanks for sharing. This has been an awesome little chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes uh, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review that helps us get in front of more agencies to help them out. Uh, Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.